I am resigning as leader. There will be a great deal of agreement. There should be a new leader of that party and therefore a new prime minister. Breaking news. Comedian and podcaster Zoe Lyons has just been announced as the new prime minister of the United Kingdom. She's currently in high-level governmental meetings with her advisors, Matt Richardson and Lauren Bell-Cross, formulating her policies and strategy. Hello and welcome to I Am Prime Minister, the podcast that gives celebs, comedians and influencers the keys to number 10 and a chance to run the country. I just have to say, if you've listened so far, Lauren and I want to say thank you very much. Please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, follow us on Spotify and you can watch us on YouTube as well. The love we've gotten so far is great. Some of the hate's been great as well. You've gotten really angry about the policies and I hope we get that today with our brand new Prime Minister. Welcome to Downing Street, Zoe Lyons. Oh, it's a pleasure to be here. How do you feel after your victory? Well, I mean, a little surprised. But then in this day and age, can one really be surprised at being Prime Minister? I'm probably, if anything, overqualified. So I would agree. I'm going to sort of have to spend the next four years sort of dumbing myself down in some way, shape or form. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I'm here to help you out with this, as is your new chief political advisor, Thank uh, you. Lauren Bell-Cross. Happy to serve, Prime Minister. Happy to have you at my service. I'm going to get used to this. Yeah, I think you are. Yeah. You've done it the opposite <laughs> way, though. Someone like Matt Hancock was first on reality shows. Uh, well, was on reality yeah. shows and then, you know, was, sorry, was a politician and then on reality shows. You've done it the other way around. All the way around. The, the Trump I've, way. I've learned from his mistake. Did you learn anything from him on SAS Who Dares Wins? I learned that uh, once you've seen Matt Hancock in his underpants in a shed in Vietnam, you can't get that image out of your head for quite some time. Oh, really? Yeah, it sort of per it like penetrates the uh, the cells. Would you say the image? Would you say the horrors of that you know prepared you for high office? That sort of it can't get any worse from there. Yeah, now. that was the sort of low point, which I've used it as a bouncing board off that. It's. Um, it's it's interesting. You sort of look at a man like that who had a ministerial position and mm. you think, well, what qualities did he bring to... what well, you know, as a human being, and I use that term very, very loosely, having experienced <laughs> him. Um, and I think being partially made from Teflon is... Um, physically. Physically made from Teflon, like a frying pan, like nothing sticks. It just all slides off. Did he... Did nothing hits him at nothing, all? Nothing just slides off like a, like a perfectly fried egg. Um... Uh, so I'm going to bring that with me. Okay. Um, yeah, because I'm quite a sensitive person, up, or I have been at least up until this point, until becoming Prime Minister, and now I'm literally not going to give a shit. Great, that's, yeah. I think, the best thing you can do, really. Yeah, it's going to slide off me like a noodle. Because <laughs> <laughs> I think history, you can get this... distracted by people, you know, by the general public. It can really distract you from your actual job as Prime Minister, exactly. which is just to plough on with your own nefarious policies. That's what it is. And here's, yeah. here's a thought, sort of a potentially mad idea, but we're all about mad ideas here. Mm. Would you want to bring him back to some... Like how David Cameron's Ooh. been brought back into the Blitzer Vault. Yeah. You can bring him back to eat all the all the negative headlines, get all the attention, and we can carry on with the nefarious plotting this way. Yeah. Where would he do the least damage? Where would he do the least yeah, damage? Yeah, where could you put him? That He'd be out the way, the yeah. public would be safe. Because oh, also, know. if he's a minister, he can't really go and do any of these reality shows anymore that he's decided he's doing. Yeah, I mean, I think he's sort of... Well, he's done the jungles now, hasn't he? Yeah, That's the two yeah. jungles. He's done the two jungles. Dancing on Ice is next, probably. Oh, do you reckon? He hasn't yeah. got a coordination, does he? Well, but he didn't have anything that anyone wanted anyway. True, true. Mm. I reckon Cabinet Office, because then you can... He basically does nothing. Mm. Minister without portfolio. Exactly. Minister for the oh, Today programme. Have you? Yeah. Who did you meet without portfolio? Oh, what's her name? The woman. 
Uh, Esther McVeigh? It was Esther McVeigh! Really? Oh, good guess by me. Isn't she now Minister for Wokeness? We're, I think they're calling it an- looseless. Loosely. Anti-wokeness or Isn't wokeness? it Minister yeah. for Common Sense? Yes, Common Sense. It. I think See, I don't know if that's the official she, title or what she's, what she's calling, calling it, it or we're calling she, it a tabloid. Let me just you've get had that a lot up. of interaction with politicians then. It's weird. I say yes to things I really should say no to. I did Question Time recently and it was one of the most terrifying things I've Why ever done in my Why was it so time. terrifying? Because I realised uh, when the camera started rolling that I could... I, I don't know why, but I... It's a little bit like when you do Radio 4 and your brain's just going, don't swear, Zoe, don't swear, Zoe, don't swear. Yeah. Uh, doing Question Time, there's a bit of me that's just going, don't say anything, get cancelled, for the love of God, please don't say anything. Again. The people that watch yeah. that as well don't have any sort of uh, light and shade, do they? It's all one end or the other. Yeah, and I realise, sitting there, I don't really have any really strong opinions. I'll just go with the wind. I mean, I'm that sort of, you know... Yeah, I, I mean, I have opinions, but I don't have much faith in them. So <laughs> they can be really easily influenced and indeed changed on a sixpence. Yeah, like my I'm, I'm my very opinions much... are like London hackney cabs. They can just switch direction at any oh, moment. Yeah. Oh, I'm fickle as anything. Right then, well, let's go forward. Maybe that's a good name for your party because your victory was so sudden. We didn't even name your party mm, uh, yeah. in the campaign. It was too successful. So what shall we name the party that represents everything to do with you? The fickle party? The fickle party. The fickle... Um... Or the sixpence party, because you could turn on a sixpence, but, you know, it's sort of giving a sense of heritage to, you know, certain yes. sections of the population. Who or maybe, might you know, with a little 90s twinge, sixpence none the richer. Ooh. Ooh. I mean, I think that's good. They'll get a Google alert for this, won't they? Yeah. They'll be excited to be mentioned. Sixpence none the richer. Do you remember them? No. Oh, the, Kiss Me was their song. <laughs> Kiss me. Out in the beer. What were they called? Calling. None the richer. Sixpence none the richer. They were called Sixpence none yeah, the richer. Yeah. Sixpence none the richer. Sixpence none the richer. Was their name? Was the name of the band. Who the hell came up with that? Well, I didn't. They, they were a one-hit wonder. Right, fair enough. You know. Uh, okay, so the sixpence party I like. So we could always turn everything yeah. on a sixpence. Yeah. That feels good. And probably, probably none the richer would fit as well. Yeah, with, yeah. When they read my, the my my budget. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. Sixpence none the richer. It would probably Lovely. be sixpence none the richer. Now, now that you are prime minister, mm-hmm. you are in charge of everything. Lots of prime ministers like to invent departments, mm-hmm. create them out of nowhere, get rid of departments. We want to start a new department with you. Yeah. What do you think? is missing in current government that you can do? Right. I think we desperately need a department for play. A department for play? A play department. Um... Um, and pl- what kind of play are we talking here? Like child's play or no, adult, adult play? No, play, proper adult play. What's adult play? What well, would you I define? Well, I can't be the only adult that just secretly wishes I could go into a ball pit every now and again. Yep. And I think, you know, there's um, I think... Bringing back more playgrounds. More playgrounds. But with larger toy apparatus on them so that it can fit an average adult. Playgrounds for adults. Yeah, because, you know, life is tough and I I think there's a huge sense of release one gets uh, sitting in a, a springed unicorn thing. <laughs> Remember? And they're just back and two like that in a park. Um, I mean, you can meditate if you like, but I, I just think you'll get more out. We just need more fun in life. More fun. Because yeah. I guess, look, you're, you like scuba diving. Would yeah. that be a part of that, would you say? Sort of like that's it's, kind of playful, isn't it's it? It's not for everyone, that, though. No. It's not for everyone. Um, that brings its own anxieties. Um, uh, no, I think just more... Um, I don't like sort of... Um, what do you call them when the kids go? They're like um, soft play. Soft play. You know, there aren't. there's a soft play near me and they have uh, adults' evenings and they serve booze. 
do they? Yeah. See, I live in Brighton and I just live in a slight fear that if we had a soft play in Brighton for adults, it would just go very kinky very People quickly. People think it's turning up, yeah. Because it it, it yeah. it's quite wipe cleanable, isn't it? It's very wipe cleanable. Yeah. And also you're like, put the, it's a ball pit, not a ball gag. Yeah. Put it down. Yeah. That sort of thing. So yeah. you'd have to have big signs like no heavy petting yeah. or gags. Heavily supervised. Yeah. Yeah, yeah no there gimp is a, outfits. There is one near me. I recently, over Christmas, had my niece and nephew over and we took them to the local trampoline indoor trampoline park right. with all soft play where you jump on yeah. into the big things. And they are they are amazing fun, but they are you're asking to be paraplegic, I think, with a lot of them, aren't you? They, they, they They're do, quite dangerous. Yeah, they are quite dangerous. And you have to sign... Well, they make the children sign a waiver. <laughs> really? So you get there and they, they go, um, have you read the waiver online? And we went, yes. And, I mean, the, the four- and seven-year-olds, we they went, have you read the waiver online? <laughs> and then they went... Uh, they didn't know what a waiver was and then they said all you need to do see that camera up there you need to look in it and they looked in it and they went okay and that's your consent that you've read the waiver wow yeah great though I mean great but you know, you know. it's a life lesson <laughs> yeah, it's a life lesson on the small print yeah. isn't it I mean all I never read the T's and C's to you no. no I've signed all sorts of shit God, I mean yeah signed up to be Prime Minister by accident there you yeah. go. Okay, so the box. is this something a government have done before Lauren created in an adult soft play area well not an adult <laughs> soft play area but to try and give put more joy like a department of joy or a department of play I think this is quite an interesting thing because you look at the Scandi countries mm. it feels like something they'd do yeah they seem like happier people, despite and the cold. Despite the cold, are they playing more? You, you go out with a Scandi. You're married to a Scandi no, lady. She's Dutch. They're not Dutch. Scandi. No, they're not, are they? No, they're, they're not. quite happy. Uh, are they though? <laughs> um, the Dutch. Well, they've politically they've gone a bit uh, <laughs> off. Yeah. yeah, 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 a bit recently. Weird hair. Yeah, uh, weird, weird hair, hair. Right wing. Weird hair. Right wing. What? Yeah. You know, so, they're following the trend now. Boris, Trump and... Um, the Argentinian guy on. as well. Yeah. Millet. Yeah. Mm. Where's the chainsaw? There hasn't been any that I can find in the mean, in the immediate time focusing on government foc- a government department specifically created on happiness. There's always various happiness, wellness and indexes. And I think one of the countries that always comes top of this, this is a different measure instead of economic and mm. GDP being a measure of uh, success and happiness and as a country. The measure of the wellness index, Finland always comes top of. And that mm. really surprises me because if you think about Finland, it's dark half the year. So yeah. they love their their sort of cold plunge in the sauna. So they, death, they must love metal. it. They have more death metal bands, yeah. more yeah. death metal bands per head, don't they, than anywhere else in the world? Yeah. yeah. I did uh, a job in Finland once. Mm-hmm. I went to do a soapbox race there for Red Bull. Right. And they were really funny because they'd come down and you'd interview them at the end. And normally in countries, they've just done this mad run in a homemade go-karts mm. and they get to the end and they're really buzzing and in Finland you go how was that and they go it is um, uh, the greatest thrill of my life <laughs> <laughs> and you go how are you feeling they go as you can tell I am buzzing yeah can we no they're very stoic kind of yeah. internalised yeah, people Kim, Kimi Raikkonen the Formula 1 driver always famously never gave any sort of joy of interviewing was no. famously grumpy with it well maybe they uh, they would be awful in a park yeah just sort of like straight face down a slide no but there is another country that measures its uh, gross national happiness I think that's Bhutan Bhutan Ooh. is Bhutan absolutely right does that um, and I think they're happy because, well, I think they're outside a lot. They're outside a lot, and I think there is a dictatorship telling them to be. Possibly. <laughs> so maybe we need some dictatorship in your... This is quite common with all the comedians who yeah. come on. Yeah. So it turns into a dictatorship by accident. Yeah, but like a happy dictatorship. Yeah, a happy dictatorship. I'd have a big statue, but it'd be done by Banksy. OK. Yeah, what would maybe the like statue a, be of? Like maybe a Mickey Mouse head and, I don't know, giving the Vs. <laughs> and, and so sort of... 
Playful. More playful. So uh, playgrounds for adults. Is there but more very, very big. Like a sort of Tuzbekistan size. Mickey of, Mouse. Yeah, like, you know, those sort of dictators. Are they in the middles of the playground as well, these? And there's a playground around the statues? Well, I think, I mean, you know, listen, if you're going to implement change, I'd say Nelson's Columns probably had its day. <laughs> OK. And uh, we could just replace that with a giant Banksy of me. A giant Banksy of you? Yeah. With a, with a built-in slide. A bit like at the Stratford... Oh, you come flying out the A-hole. There you go. <laughs> so when it's you sort of bent over. Yeah, yeah. Hey. One finger on purse on lips like that and a giant whizzy slide and you come shooting out the A-hole. And I am a dictator, but fun with it. Yeah. 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 There you go. We do have to... We, do, we might have a slight image issue in using the Bhutanese one, as we sort of alluded to here. Um, yeah, we, the, there is quite a lot of coverage of it being used to distract from uh, ethnic cleansing and human rights abuses. So yeah. we need to come up with our own version of it that isn't sort of so associated with ethnic yeah, cleansing but, cover you know, we, That's fine. We just we'll do that. That's what we're here for. That's <laughs> politics for you, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Swings and roundabouts. That's a, good, uh, that's a good tagline, I think, for your whole premiership. Yeah. Yeah. Prime Minister Zoe Lyons. Swings and roundabouts. Swings and roundabouts. Lovely. Literally and metaphorically. Yeah. Department of oh. play, swings and roundabouts. Lovely. I'm yeah. really enjoying this. Yeah. Everything can be that kind of weird, get rid of the roads, put that weird sort of slightly bouncy, rubbery yeah. tarmac thing everywhere. I think you'd be less prone to potholes. Oh, my yeah. goodness, yeah. You know. And any pothole, just fill it with balls. Yeah, fill it <laughs> with balls. Fun. It becomes a ball pit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. OK, well, let's move on uh, to your next policy. I believe you've actually come prepared. Yes, I've which got is a, a shock policies. for us yeah. when it comes to working with politicians. Yes. Um, obviously, money's a big thing, I think, when you're Prime Minister. Yeah, yeah. Let's, uh, and let's you're talk sort of about trying to make cuts then. and sort of... Well, it's just... This, this is more looking at my sort of defence department. OK, interesting. Um, so what we will do from now on, Trident. 30 million a year, something billion a year. To, is that what it is, 30 to, billion, billion a year? Something like that, just to sort of keep it going, ticking yeah. over, a bit of WD-40, make sure it doesn't sort of implode on itself. It's quite mm. a lot of money yes. for something that will never, ever, ever be used. And I'm going to... Uh, Call all the other world leaders bluff, and we're going to replace Trident with cardboard cutouts of Trident. And are we not? Are we not going to tell anyone that well, Trident's gone? Well, you know, gone? it can be a rumor, but you know. But that's. I'm good, not, I can't confirm or deny. You just send out the empty submarines. I don't know whether you remember a few years ago um, when they started cutting back on the police figures quite dramatically. Yeah. Um, large. Uh, uh, high street stores started putting cardboard cutouts of police officers. Yes, as a deterrent for shoplifting. Yeah, and I this do is remember very that. Very much where I'm going with this. So, from a satellite, it'll still look like we've got Trident, but is it real or is it cardboard cutout? And the three thirty billion that we'll be saving annually. Yeah. Just more ballparks. More um, ballparks. More, more swings. Is yeah. it? Is it? Uh, is it going to cost thirty billion for those, or is that just a ballpark figure? It's just a ballpark figure. <laughs> It's the first time we've done a joke in one of these. <laughs> I like this because I do think there is a lot to be said. Like, has anyone ever gotten rid of all their nukes? Uh, yes, and there's a sad, unfortunate tale on this. Um, one of the countries that did get rid of their nuclear weapons was, in fact, Ukraine. Um, and Ooh. the reason they gave for getting rid of their nuclear weapons was they'd have treaty protection for both Russia and the West, who sort of guaranteed their safety um, if they were to give it. Uh, and, uh, yeah. 
Okay. So, so maybe we have to worry. We should be very secretive about this. Well, then. the thing is. My feeling with try with any nuclear weapon is as soon as one person's used them, we've all lost, haven't we? Yeah. So why don't we just monk the money in the first place? Just have yeah. a really good time uh, with Because it's going to happen, so we just need to put them aside. If anybody does it at any point, we're, you know, we're all toast. So okay. I think you've just got to call... Yeah, other leaders bluff. And is this so? It's just the nuclear deterrent you want to get rid of. The rest of the defence budget's fine. That's fine, because, yeah. you know... Uh, we spend quite a lot on advertising for the army, so it'd be, it'd be, it'd be a shame to waste all of that. Yeah. And, you know, um, but it's the, it's the nukes that can okay. go. Cardboard cutouts of them. But maybe we keep one. Like, it's a Russian roulette. <laughs> we keep them guessing more. It's like, yeah. which sub is it? Is which it the one sub? with the nuke or without oh, the nukes? Yeah. I mean, I suppose if it's a cardboard cutout sub, the one that sort of turns to paper mache fairly quickly <laughs> will be... No, the we'll giver. laminate it. La of course, yeah. laminate it. Also, this I is mean... why I need my advisors. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yes, also, look, I think Russian roulette's a very good name for it as well, because that's yeah. likely who it's going to be, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. OK, we're going to play Russian roulette. So we've only got one nuke. Yeah. But who knows when Where it's going it to go is. off and who knows what's going to happen. Yeah. That's exciting, isn't it? Yeah. How many do we have at the moment, Lauren? How many nuclear warheads uh, to the UK keep is that something that uh we have so there's i'm doing, doing a bit of research and actually there's a lot of uh there's groups that are disputing your figures uh apparently mm. the cost is 31 billion over a period of 35 years not okay. uh not over not in a single year mm. okay but, that's look, that's sh uh, just under a billion a year we could still use that for ball but pot. didn't we didn't we recently purchase some dreadnought submarines that were like 120 billion did we? Did I not sure? I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know. You're in charge of it. Do you want yeah. to get more or less? We can get some. How yeah. about this? You like scuba diving. Why don't we just send out a load of scuba uh, scuba divers with the nuke on their back and get rid of the submarines? Yeah. Oh, cut, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Let's just forget the submarines. Yeah. Everyone has I think to get I'd a paddy. Find, I'd find a submarine quite claustrophobic anyway. Yes, yeah. I think submarines are not you something know, you want to be in. Like if you're there months on end, no, it's like the, in it's the bottom the, of the ocean. Exactly. Yeah. Especially terrifies if me. it's been built by a cartel. Yeah. 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 It's terrifying. It's the one reason I haven't become an astronaut. Yeah. It's not the fear. Really? Of, yeah. That's the one reason, is it? <laughs> it's in case I ever got trapped on an international space station with an absolute dick. Can okay, you that's a fair enough reason. Yeah, because there's so few, there's like four of you. Yeah. And one of them, statistically, one of them's going to be a prick, aren't they? I think probably, yeah. Yeah, and you can't really do months. small talks of, within that six no. month period. This is a comedian who's been on a trip uh, abroad with three comedians she doesn't like. That's what that is. That is yeah. And has been stuck in a jungle with Matt Hancock. Yeah, so that's yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. In fact, that will be on my coat of art. Like John Paul Sartre's Hell is Other People is very much. Is it really? Oh. Okay. Well, I mean, well, then if Hell is Other People, why don't we just use the nukes and leave one? So well, we get rid have... of as many other people as possible for you. It's up to you, really. We have 225 currently. Do we really? Do we? Yeah. I mean, I would like say that's too hands. much. I would say... Because surely one is enough to yeah. do the job you need it to do. We could keep maybe a bit more. I'm a bit of a pro-nuke person, not going to oh, lie. Well, I mean, OK, interesting. Pro, well, OK. But one is enough, surely. One, one big one. One massive one. One huge one. Yeah. Maybe combine several ones into one big one. We could one. store it. In the internals of my massive Banksy statue. I mean, Ooh. yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, surely each of the nukes, the rockets could be you. Yeah, as flying towards the them. head opens up like very much like a Thunderbird thing. <laughs> now have it. It's the slide where people come out most days, and then suddenly there's if it's it, you just, know Defcon Five happens, it yeah. bends over slightly further, opens up, nuke goes out. And that, See listen, you later, Vlad. Also, I think there's something very patriotic of a nuke being fired from Trafalgar Square. Yeah. 
if that would gonna... really make a statement, wouldn't it? If yeah. Trafalgar Square opened up, you come out and then a nuke comes out your head. Because are they currently stored in Scotland? Have I got that right? They're uh, off right. in submarines in constant deployment, so we yeah. don't know where they are. See, yeah. are they not in, because they're based in they're Barrow based... in Furness, aren't they? Have you been to Barrow? No. Mm, it looks like one of them's gone off. OK. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Yeah. The first time I went to Barrow, got off the train and there was a rat eating a dead pigeon. Oh! Yeah, Welcome lovely. To Barrow. Nice. Um, <laughs> It's Barrow. Is it like? Does it look like the little Winky hanging off the? Um, <laughs> it's like a Winky off the northwest, isn't it? You really don't know what a Winky looks like, do you? <laughs> it's, like a little, it's down a little peninsula, isn't it? Barrow? Yes, it is a little okay. peninsula. A peninsula makes it sound a lot better than it uh, is. Uh, a wart. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Apologies to the listeners in Barrow. They don't have the internet. Oh, okay. It's horrendous there. Or yeah, radio, yeah. probably. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, okay then. Well, I think this is a good place to start with your defence. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. Strong defence policy, I think, is really good for a yeah. Prime Minister. Yeah. Which okay. Saved a lot of money. Saved a We've lot of money. Still got one new. And saved some lives as well, because maybe other people will use it as inspiration to get rid of their nukes. Yeah, I don't think that'll happen, but it's... um, But, you know, at least we've... It'd probably get me a Nobel Peace Prize as well. That's it the probably would, yeah. yeah. I think it really would. Yeah. Which is basically what I'm thinking about. Is It'll it be... really? Yeah. yeah. First yeah. comedian to win a Peace Prize. Yeah. Um, that's really what I'm going for. I will jeopardise the entire nation's security so that I get a Nobel Peace Prize. You get a million quid if you were to beat a it Nobel Prize. It is a million prize. quid, isn't it? Yeah. And apparently, because I asked a nuclear physicist this recently, because that's the sort of company I'm hanging out in, yeah. you can spend it on whatever you want. I thought you had to spend that money on, like, if you want it for science, you had to pump it back into whatever mm. science research you were doing. No, no, it's a personal doing. prize. No, you can absolutely spend it on anything. Yeah. So you could win the prize and then for peace and then buy more nukes with I it. I could buy what with a million quid. How many nukes you get for a million quid? <laughs> Not many. No. But yeah. All right, look, I like this. Uh, lovely defence policy there. So we're going to keep one nuke, get rid of the rest, yeah. spend the money on your new department of play. Yeah. Lovely. Let's move on to your next policy, please, Prime Minister. Right. Well, in that vein, uh, this might sound like a defence policy, but it's not. It's actually a, a work and pensions policy. Okay. Uh, I'm going to bring back national service, okay. but not within the military. Okay. Within hospitality and retail. Ooh. So everybody has to spend a year working in hospitality. Can you pick when you do your year, or is it when you fresh out of uni or school? Uh, I, I think that's a, that's an interesting question actually, and mm. I think um, uh, flexibility on this w would probably be beneficial. But everybody's got to do it. Is this wide why? Because I think it'll make a kinder society. I totally agree. I th and I also think it'll improve customer service. Yeah. Yep. Uh, because I've found it a little bit wanting of late. Oh, really? Yes. Yeah. Oh, see, I thought you were more saying from the other side that, you know, customers are difficult. I, I think both. I think we have an issue on both sides. And they're clashing in the middle. And they're clashing in the... I think people's expectations and people's levels of service... Uh, uh, they're out of sync completely. And I reckon if we all do national service within a customer-facing environment for at least a year, yeah. it will improve both sides of that problem. Yeah, I, I, I really agree with this. I think you can always tell if you're in a shop or in a queue, a coffee shop, whatever it is, yeah. people who have never done their time as a teenager working in retail, yeah. being talked to like shit by oh, people that are older than them. I think, yeah, there, there's so many people that just need that to be... <laughs> So now yeah. I have to treat people and know how to talk to people. And yeah. it's always just, uh, I'd, I'd worked in hospitality my year out. And yeah, there's the types of people that you get sometimes. It's just... Waitressing, it still haunts me. Does it really? Yeah. Because yeah. even now you're sort of in a hospitality job, as uh, a your previous job as a comedian. Yes. I yes. do think that it, there is some hospitality involved in that. Occasionally, yes. Yes. Yeah, because like, you know, quite often people will come up and think, 
they can give you feedback or complaints about other comedians who are on the bill or yeah. uh, will message you with their moans about whatever. I had an argument with a woman recently because um, I run a little comedy club where I live and she um, couldn't get tickets to see Ramesh Ranganathan at it. Right. And she messaged me uh, going... Was he uh, playing? Yeah, he was playing. Okay, like, right, yeah, yeah. He was enough. doing the comedy club. Yeah, yeah. And we'd sort of sold... You know, we'd announced it and it sold out straight away because, you know, he's incredibly famous. And she messaged me going, you need to have, you need to really think about your business because it isn't working because <laughs> I couldn't get tickets to see Ramesh Ranga Nathan. <laughs> wow. And I replied back going, well, my bit, it's really working yeah. if you can't get tickets <laughs> to see him. Um, and she sent this, she was like, she was like, it's absolutely pathetic, your level, you know, the levels of, your levels of business acumen. Sent this massive message... And, um, and I sent a message back going, I'd just like to say that we aren't some, like, this isn't, like, it's me and my girlfriend running this mm. for fun in the village. We don't do it, we don't yeah. make any money. We're not some company trying to rip people off. Yeah. You, and I said, I went, you cannot talk to people like this. And she went, I will never be attending your comedy club. And I went, please never come because you're the kind of humorless bitch <laughs> yeah. I don't want anywhere near well, it. It sounds like she hasn't got the skills to acquire the tickets in the first place no. anyway. So. Well, she said that, she's like, the, the, website, the website didn't work. It wouldn't let me have them. I went, you left them in your basket for too long. You yeah. know, it's a basic thing. <laughs> But then what she said is she said to me, she went, I've screenshotted these messages and I will be reporting you. And I was like, to, to who? The local MP. Who do you report exactly. that to? Exactly. It's, comp- it's my little business. With a turnover wow. of £4,000 a year. Like, it's not a big thing. That's amazing. But she's though, so angry. But that level of entitlement is just bewildering, it's isn't it? It's become a real problem, though. But also it the thought that, yeah. like, you know, this is going to be front page of the Oxford Mail or whatever. Like, yeah. the, 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 uh, the, well, the Hayford Village News, I believe. Yeah. I think <laughs> it would be. but, it was, but that has become a real thing. And at theatres, it's gotten really bad. People sort of being entitled and talking to people badly, you know, like ushers yeah. and things when they're told to be quiet. Yeah. Has something happened to you, though, to think that the customer service isn't good the other way? What, like receiving bad customers? Yeah, is, ha- is something happened to make you think I'm about really, this? Really, right now, whenever I go into a you know well-known high street sandwich retail outlet, I always ask for a receipt. Mm. And oh, this, this makes me sound really old. And for the, but I'm going to say eight out of ten times they forget to give me the receipt, and it's the one thing like they go anything else, and I go, could I have a receipt with that, please? Huh? And <laughs> And by the time they said, huh, and got to the, they've forgotten to give me the receipt, and it it's literally three seconds. Yeah. And, like, I get it. It's It can be a dead-end job, and it's hard work, and you're dealing with, but, but come on, get with the <laughs> programme. I need my receipt for my taxes. You've taken the job. Yeah. You know, I do think quite often there are people that act like they want to be anywhere else and they go, well, you were, you did, no one's forced you into working here. And I, and I waitress for so many years before I did stand up and I encountered some incredible people. There used to be a guy that came into our restaurant who was a well known contemporary artist. Oh, really? Mm. Uh, but an absolute asshole. Oh. And, um, he he one day said to me, I said to him, I said, can I get you a coffee at the end of the meal? And he went, um, if I have an espresso now, how long will it keep me awake for? <laughs> and I looked at him and I went, what? He went, if I have an espresso now, <laughs> how long will it keep me awake for? And I went, mate, look at the apron. I'm a waitress. I'm a biologist or a chemist. I have no idea what effect that amount of caffeine will have on your body mass. And he went, well, I'd better have a decaf. And I gave him a caffeinated coffee so that he would know. <laughs> did you really? Yeah, I did. <laughs> I bloody did. Did he ever come back? He, well, you know, he came. He was always there all the time. But, he, yeah, I thought, well, at least you'll... 
fucking no, no. And I give you this. Did he fu- did he tell you how long it kept him up for? I you know I didn't inquire. I didn't. I just put it down, and I thought you will. You will find out the answer yeah. to your own stupid question. Oh, my God, what an idiot. I do think as well, if, if you don't mind, Prime Minister, I'd like to suggest in this as well, um, as part of this, mm. maybe we ban the policy of the customer is always right. Oh, the customer's not always right. I think we should um, actually put into the policy, when the customer is wrong, you're allowed to tell them. Yes. I think there should be a level of... Do you, do you hear yourself how yes, you're talking to I people? Agree. Completely I think agree. it's too often that people uh, tiptoe around horrible customers yeah. in in the in the name of like profits or whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. Whereas actually, people need to be told. Yeah. And also, you look at something like Karen's Diner. Do you know about Karen's Diner, Prime Minister? No, I'm not sure. Karen's, Karen, Karen's yeah. Diner is a uh, chain of diners uh, where you are treated like shit. Oh, I have heard. And of that's this. the concept. It's yeah. basically like the customers that you get there and they go, "All right, fatty, what are you after?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. And people love it. Yeah. I think people are yearning to be told they're a piece of shit a bit more and this is a good place to do it also yeah. from the workers perspective like the, there is nothing more when there is a customer who is a piece of shit yeah telling them to their faces when they are objectively and materially and there's proof that they are being a piece of shit yeah telling them that is very liberating yeah yeah, yeah. and they go you can't say that to me and they you... point at the, the customer's not always right yeah got, I, I can tell you whenever i like i used to love it when people used to ring up the restaurant and uh, they're always really cutting and short on the phone and I'd answer the phone and they'd go, where exactly are you? <laughs> and I'd say, I'm near the flowers by the front door. <laughs> How long did you last at this restaurant? Yes, did you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They never found that funny? And they went, no, no, I'm in the restaurant. Where's the restaurant? Like, oh, I see, I see. Yeah. When you looked at it in the yellow pages and you found the yeah. number, was the address yeah. not next yeah. to it? Funny. Has there ever been anything like this before, Lauren, of forcing people maybe into volunteering or working in jobs to give them a bit more humility so, anywhere so in the world? So many different countries have different kinds of national service. As you remember, it, South Korea is an example of this, despite the fact that you know they've not been an active war. They forced Tottenham player Song Hyun Min to go back to South Korea uh, to do his national service. Didn't stop Tottenham from being any rubbish than they are, Maguna, yeah, yeah. so <laughs> I don't like them. Um, but what they do there is it's not necessarily military service. So, for example, they will tell some people to go into social work personnel and sort oh. of aid different areas of the country. Oh, that's a good idea. Like okay. in, say, city halls or other government agencies or other public facilities. So rather than necessarily just being sending people who might not be suited to military service to the front line. Yeah. get them to actually do different things. Positive things yeah. within the community. See, that is a really good policy. I think mm. we should do that with people that want to go into finance. You mm. have to go and work in uh, in some sort of care job for at least two years before you go on and become an absolute arsehole in finance. Yeah. Own the right to become <laughs> yeah. an arsehole. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Because also it might make you a bit of a better person. Yes. To force, and if if not, then we get a lot of jobs that are understaffed done. Yeah. And you don't mind if they're cleaning up shit because they're arseholes. Mm-hmm. What are we moving on to next, then, Prime Minister? What's your oh, next policy? I've got one more policy. Let's right, go for it. And this is um, health. Health, okay. Um, n- now, uh, I. I'm very aware that obviously mental health is very, very important these days and people are suffering more and more from burnout because we've got so much content being flung at us and we're on the whole time. So Very much feels like uh, hypocritical saying that right here with three cameras pointed at us. Yes. And three don't, forget to, don't forget to like and subscribe. <laughs> like, uh, and yeah, subscribe. Yeah. like and subscribe. Uh, like share and with sub- your friends and please follow us on YouTube and TikTok. I mean, this is excellent content, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> this. But, um, but we're always on, aren't we? We're always oh, on. Yeah. So we're always on. So um, 
uh, evidence that people are being burnt out from this. So as a health uh, department policy, we'll be bringing in... It's 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 my uh, decision to bring in three duvet days a year per person. Lovely. Every employee uh, has to offer their employees. And these aren't sick days. Yeah. These aren't holidays. They're just a... I really can't be fucking asked today, Dave. And there's no questions asked no, when you pull them. No, just a duvet day. And you get three of those a year. Lovely. Nobody... You can't ask why. It's just... Listen... Sometimes I know. I mean, I know. I'm. I realise now. I'm prime minister, and I have quite a significant in tray, and there's a lot of stuff that needs doing. But I know within the next two months there'll be a day that I can't be asked. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I might be a little bit even hormonal. Yeah. You know, just a bit sad, um, and I'll have a duvet day. Fantastic. Look, I think this is great. I have these all the time. Where I just go. Oh, yeah. I can't be bothered. But it, it is a thing that I think you are better if you have that break rather than just power through. Powering through. I yeah. also think having a prime minister that's very honest mm. and going, well, look, I was going to do it. I just can't be fucked today. No, can't be I bothered. think people will really appreciate that. Sympathise, yeah. you know. Yeah, definitely. I was on a mad bender last night. I'm sending the deputy prime minister to do it. Yeah. Can't be asked. Yeah. I would be a danger if I was on some sort of, you know, uh, uh, construction site in a high vis vest and a, and a hard hat helmet, talking yep. about you know development and uh, um, finances in the UK. So yeah. I'd better have a duvet day. So do you ever give yourself duvet days in your in your former life as a comedian? Did you ever go? I'm just gonna. I can't be fucked. I'm gonna cancel something. And what is your go to excuse? Because I've broken a lot of my girlfriend's arms. Have you? No, I've been like Sam's fallen off a ladder and broken her arm. Has she? Well, she, she hasn't. But then that's how I get out of a gig I don't want to do. You've got to back that up, though. How? What? Some promoter going, I've got to take my girlfriend to A&E. It's only six months later when they go, how's your girlfriend? And you go, what's wrong with her? <laughs> then I becomes suppose, a problem. An arm, yeah, an arm you can get over in about eight weeks. Yeah, exactly. It's not too so, serious. It's not too serious. Yeah. Um, what would be my go-to? What's your go-to excuse when you're cancelling a gig you don't want to do? Uh, I very rarely do it. You just book them in and hate it, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Looking um, forward to Twyford in two weeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Am I doing you a gig? No, not mine. It's oh. for someone else, but we're on together. Are we? Yeah. Oh, my God, I need to look at my diary. <laughs> Are we? Where is it? Twyford for Jonathan Elston. Oh, I know that one. Yeah, this is okay, in the diary. Cool, yeah, cool, yeah. cool. You do book in loads, though. Yeah. I genuinely this year have not. I've got quite a lot of duvet days this year. Really? Oh, a load of duvet and days. We, and uh, is, so this duvet day, is there required things people have to do on duvet day? No, no, or you do nothing. your you day duvet, to do what you want? Yeah, you this is actually an important point because so many people now... They say, oh, I'm not well, I'll work from home. And because we're sort of so accustomed to working from home, a lot of us, mm. I think the duvet day has to be mandatory, right? You're not logging off. It's a digital free day as well. It's sort of yeah. not, not a requirement yeah. to be to have any sort of presence in, in and around the office or in the digital off. ether of the office. Yeah. Or even life. Yeah. I think sometimes you need a duvet day from everything. everything. Oh, you do. You know, some you look at your phone sometimes, you go, oh, I'm in all these WhatsApp groups. And yeah. they're all organising something that I know I'm not going to go to. But you feel like you have to be in it, don't you? I'm currently in that situation. With Are you? Yeah, I've got two things that are happening this week that I know I can't make either of them now. Oh, no. And now the WhatsApp group keeps getting bigger and bigger. And you're like, yeah, see you then. I won't. I yeah. won't see them then. I won't so you just go in, in the WhatsApp group, duvet day, and no one is legally allowed to say anything yeah, in your life. Yeah, that's it. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm re- I really like this. Yeah. Sort of like an official mental health day. I mean, women have had it for a while. If, you know, for many years, if you just went, period, guys would just go, okay, don't ask any more questions about that. <laughs> Not like, I mean, you know, guys are more on board now with the idea that, yeah, you know, yeah. but... Cool, but for me, years, you have your life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's your, what's your go-to products? Um, <laughs> do you roll your own? Um, <laughs> <laughs> Very Um, good. um, So, so um, we've had that get out for a while. We've used that for a long time. Yeah, Yeah, but now guys are much more on board with the idea. Yeah, so duvet days. So duvet days is the next level. Because even I I didn't realise in America actually, um, you have X amount of ill days, like sick days a year. Mm. So you can use them if you're not sick, because they're like you get a week's holiday or whatever mad amount of holiday they get in America, and three sick days. Oh, and you can just use you those? You can just use them when you need to use them, Oh, so yeah. they do have, like, a duvet day? They, well, it's a duvet day, but then you're not allowed to be sick ever. Oh, OK. This is in addition, yeah. surely. This yeah. is no question. This is in asked. addition to sickness. You can't go, well, you've had your duvet day, so you've got to come in with yeah. whatever is wrong with you. Apparently, oh, no, no. they, both part-time and full-time employees, earn one hour off for every 30 hours work and can use up to 40 hours a year. Which doesn't sound in that America. great to be. Yeah, in America. In New York, yeah. Wow. 40 hours is a week, isn't it? Yeah. That's it. Which is not great. It's always amazed me that in the land of leisure, they have no leisure time. No. No. Apparently that's why they all retire and come here for like eight weeks in one go. Yeah. Because they've never had had any holiday. Yeah. Do Europe. They come, do Europe. Yeah, they do. do We're doing an afternoon in Estonia. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we're going to do, we're going to do Venice for two hours and then uh, Estonia. Um, <laughs> you meet, I meet them though in Oxford. They come out and they do. You go. They come. I was chatting. They go. They go. Oh, are you, do you live here? Because we were talking about something yeah. local in this pub. And they went. Yeah. And then we go. Oh, great. This that's great to hear. Went, okay. You go to university. Like, you know, the Harry Enfield sketch. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You go. Oh, yeah. They go. Oh, God, how long are you in Oxford for? They go. Oh, just the morning. Yeah. Yeah. I go. What do you mean? They go. Well, we're on a Cotswold tour. A Cotswold. So we left our hotel at three a.m. We got to Oxford for breakfast. <laughs> And then we're going to go see the Cotswolds, <laughs> Harry Potter at three, and then back into London for two shows. Like, it's like, how do you... That isn't... A, that's not a normal trip. Yeah. They don't give a shit. Yeah. They're mad. Tick it off. That's because they've never had a duvet day. Yeah. 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 Fuck. Yeah, yeah. I like this a lot. Apparently so the country we need to take inspiration for, from, whether it's this or more widely, Kuwait. Which I wouldn't expect to say that. Hang Apparently, on. they have the most annual leave globally, uh, 30 days in addition to public holidays. And yeah. Or if you're she a woman. Wait. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Saudi Arabia, you just move to Saudi. You yeah. have as many duvet days as you like. You just got to lo- wear it outside. Just wear it outside in 40 degree heat. <laughs> <laughs> Look, Prime Minister. She wait, that's interesting. Yeah. Okay. Prime Minister, those policies, they're looking good to me. Like, let's just go back through and just check we've got everything that we need. Uh, so, for our sixpence and on the richer party, we're going to yeah. launch uh, the Ministry of Play, Playgrounds yeah. for Adults. Uh, there's going to be a giant Bans- there's going to be a giant Banksy statue of you in Trafalgar Square replacing Nelson's column. Yeah. And any potholes that occur, we're just going to turn them into ball pits. Ball pits. Lovely yeah. stuff. In defence, we're getting rid of Trident all bar one, mm. and the rest are cardboard cutouts. And we'll play Russian laminated cardboard Lam- laminated, laminated cardboard laminated. cutouts, obviously, so laminated. they can still go on the submarines. Yeah. Yeah. And um, and then we move on to our 
Department of Work and Pensions, where everyone is going to do a year's service in a retail or customer-facing position Yes. to give them a little bit of humility mm-hmm. and to also make them realise that they need to be good at it once they get a bit older. Absolutely. Okay, I really like that. And then finally, we are going on to our duvet days. Yeah. Three, three duvet, duvet days. days for everyone in any area of employment. Yep. Yeah. No questions asked. So next week when I'm at that gig with you... It's duvet day. It might be a duvet day. <laughs> <laughs> Prime Minister, I think that's plenty to be getting along with. We do just want to uh, throw a question at you because uh, you need to get used to PMQs. OK. So we're going to start here. Would you implement any of the tasks you endured on SAS Who Dares Wins into the public's daily lives to enhance fitness and discipline within society? Um, ooh, which one of the tasks would I... Um... Yeah, I, I think there's, a, there's something to be said about climbing up a mountain in 35 degree heat yeah. and 99% humidity with a 25 kilo rucksack on your back. Do you think that would teach people a lesson? Yeah, I tell you what it does teach you, that when you don't have a 25 kilo backpack on your back, things are a lot easier. Yeah. I always feel that now when I do the big shop at Tesco. I go, this would be a lot harder with a 25 kilo backpack on my back. <laughs> just um, gives you a bit of perspective. It just really does. It yeah. really does. Because they made us carry that backpack everywhere. Did it have all your stuff in? It sort of had some of my stuff in. I wasn't very good. I'm clearly not cut out for the military. Because um, you're supposed to have all your stuff really neat and tidy. So were you meant to put all your... Was, did everyone else have their stuff in? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So you carried all your own stuff. It wasn't like a TV thing where they, they wait it and all your stuff goes on. That is all the stuff you live with on SAS. That was it, yeah. Yes. Oh, my goodness. And I've got some quite big pants. <laughs> <laughs> well, the parachute regiment, then, clearly. <laughs> Prime Minister Zoe Lyons, thank you so much. If you are interested in finding out more about Zoe, you can go to zoelyons.co.uk or you can listen to your new podcast that's coming out soon. Yes. Which is called Only Stupid Questions with the wonderful Stephen Bailey. Indeed. Fantastic. Prime Minister, thank you. You're very welcome. Breaking news. Due to a revolt in Parliament against the current Prime Minister for really quite obvious reasons, the United Kingdom is still looking for a new leader to run the country. I Am Prime Minister is a viral tribe production. Follow us on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter and YouTube at IAMPM.